Welcome to Vanderpump Rob's A Happy Hour episode. I'm Rob Schulte. I host this podcast and I've got a guest today, fellow New York City podcaster. There's a theme going. Had one of these last week as well. Good friend of mine, uh, the pod, the world, host and producer of Fix a Flick podcast, it's Connor Lynch. Hi, Connor. Hi, Rob. How's it going? I just, it's going great. Um, I really know that I've got a, a, a fun guest when I'm like, oh yeah, and this other thing came to mind that I can say, and then this other thing that they do, and then it's like, I get down the list and it's like, oh yeah, and he's got a really fun podcast. <laughs> well, it's just great, and and I love how your 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 introductions to all of your guests are so generous and all encompassing. Well, it's the best I can do because there's no honorarium for being on this podcast. But recently, you took a step into an editing role with me for you know the high. High dollars that podcasts shell out. Anyway, we shouldn't put that in. Um, <laughs> but you decided to help me out with some episodes I needed help out editing. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate it. But I wasn't sure, like, in this time of streaming media, what is your relationship to TV in general? TV in general, it's funny because um, ha- TV has become less and less important to me in the last, I would say, three years i usually have like one show that's on during its season yeah that like maybe or maybe a second show that i will watch you know sort of whenever i feel like it but a lot of what i watch now is youtube i get i've gotten into several um odd niche Categories of YouTube that I find fascinating. If for no other reason, are you about to build like a kiln in the middle of the woods? <laughs> if only I had the time or the space. No, like I. Yeah. So like recently, I discovered there's like a whole Nerf self- subculture. Remember like Nerf guns from back when we were kids? Yeah, someone sent us a care package from home while we're all self isolating, and it had two little Nerf guns in it, and I was like, taken. Right back to the basement forts. Yeah, but Jesus, there's a Nerf like there's like YouTube a whole, subculture. There, there are multiple channels on YouTube with that have you know thousands of subscribers and millions of views, and that all they do is talk about Nerf. And apparently, there's like a whole like adult Nerf subculture where like people will get together and have Nerf wars. And oh, it's the natural evolution of LARPing, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's sort of like cheap, less painful paintball, but there's also a LARPing vibe because there's like humans versus zombies matches where like apparently a bunch of people will volunteer to be zombies and just rush people that have nerf guns. And wow, there's a lot of talk about like swapping out springs and different guns to make them shoot harder and faster and more accurate. Oh, of course there's mods. Yeah. 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 If you can mod it. Wow, I can't. I can only imagine what it's like because it was hard enough when we all got bazookas to like <laughs> accurately say no. My that that's my foam ball. Yeah, that looks like your foam ball. Yeah. Oh, but of course they're gonna mod the balls too. Right. Yeah. No. It's 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 crazy, and like mod the balls soup. 
And well, and the people have been like cutting That's down terrible. darts to like make them shoot faster and more accurate. It's wow. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. And like the thing, the thing about it is, I have no interest in this. Like, for, like practically, like <laughs> I have no interest in buying and modding Nerf guns and going and fighting people with them. I just find people with passion really fascinating. Um, sure. About a year ago, I got into like beekeeping YouTube, which is another thing. Wow. Like I'm, it, you know, honestly, like if I, if I lived in a place that wasn't New York city, I might actually think about getting into beekeeping, but like beekeeping YouTube is a fascinating place. I bet. I knew a guy, uh, Mr. Corpo used to do some urban beekeeping. Cool. Um, yeah. He wrote that how to write an email book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Connor, we could talk for, I mean, hours and hours about Nerf, and yeah. I kind of want to, and maybe that'll be a spinoff podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there's already one. Uh, <laughs> but how do you feel about reality TV? How did, did you feel about it? How do you feel about it? And do you feel differently about it after editing five different interviews that I conducted? Um, so I've never really been a reality TV guy. Game uh, show? I'm trying to think back to like to to the to the because like did your family watch Survivor? I'm just like because no. there is got there's got to be a deviation point, you know? Like, did you watch Wheel of Fortune? Did anyone yeah, watch so, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I think was sort of at the beginning of that era because I guess I mean Who Wants to Be a Millionaire didn't really have any real sort of like reality TV style elements yeah, to it i think it really put the million dollar prize as like the bare minimum yeah for anything else going forward but there also wasn't like getting to know characters and stuff like that um true but that it, that was sort of like of a piece of like when tv was trying to do like big events because that was around the same era that american idol became a thing and mm, yes. that is i think the the first real mix of like a reality show and a game show um, so, and you know, and, and I've watched a bit of chopped, which sort of has those same elements where it's like, it's much more about the competition, but there are yeah, like, and also like educational lessons on how to fricassee and right. whatnot. But there's also a few elements in there about like getting to know the people for who they really are. And like, they're the, the one struggle that they have back home that they're trying to overcome. But you are uh, then not a housewives guy. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> my sister is though, and we are currently quarantining together at our parents' house. And she has had uh-huh. she has had the British version of Too Hot to Handle, not the not the Too Hot to Handle American version that's on okay. Netflix. She's like pirating on mass episodes <laughs> of the British Too Hot to Handle TV show. Because it is in some way better. Too hot to handle. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. (laughs) So I've been I've been exposed to that actually. Before I came down to the basement to record, there was some sort of wedding going on and people were crying and um, Hmm. it seemed like very large feelings were happening. Yeah, there's been a couple of weddings in this season of Vanderpump Rules. 2020, it's yeah. where everyone gets married. Yeah, well, it's you know, um, we're we're just watching people get married because we can't yeah. do it. Hey, and an engagement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, did the interviews change your thoughts or uh, make you think about things any new ways? Um, Maybe not different? 
what I really enjoyed about the interviews was how the degree to which you and whoever you were interviewing got in it sort of um, illustrated your investment in the characters and what the characters are doing. Um, Cause I, I, I think there is a sort of riding the emotional waves along with what's going on on screen that happens in mm-hmm. this kind of reality show. And that is not a thing that I do particularly well in real life. So doing it through a TV, <laughs> doing it through yeah. a TV show is, is much more of a struggle for me. Um, it was illuminating to, uh, to listen to you talk with people um, that you vi- that, that, that vibe with you in a similar way about the show. Yeah, it was strange because most of them, it was like the first or second time I'd ever been in the same room with that person. Yeah. You know, so it's in, it, it's just new to think about like, hey, this is something we can bond over oddly enough and talk for lots of the time. Well, Connor, I know you've got a lot going on right now and I appreciate you taking the time to be a part of the podcast and just talk to me quickly about this TV uh, through my producer's eyes or editor's eyes, yeah. whatever you want to call yourself here. And uh, and it's just a fun way to get a peek behind the curtain for everyone. I wanted to allow you some time to talk about the podcast that you host because I'm a big fan. I'm currently listening to your Diary of the Dead episode. Oh, I appreciate that. Um why don't you take it from here? All right. Well, first of all, before I get into that, I want to thank you for having to for inviting me to come edit the show and take part in your projects. We've known each other for a while and we've sort of gotten to watch each other grow up as media makers and podcasters and 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 dare I say artists. And uh, oh, I know I dare you. <laughs> and it's been uh, a real joy to watch you to watch your to watch your journey. And I and I've really gotten enjoyed to be a part enjoyed being a part of it. Hey, uh, I appreciate you saying that, man. It's been a good time and I'm glad to have you on board. Yeah. So tell me about Fix a Flick. So Fix a Flick is a show that I do with my former roommate in which we invite a guest to present us with a film that's been made um, that may or may not be considered a failure in one respect or another. Um, the We are currently in the midst of doing a series of on uh, the latter day George Romero films, so Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead, which he made sort of um, in the lead up to, uh, sort of in the midst of the early two thousands zombie boom. He, you know, and, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know, George Romero is the is the guy that directed Night of the Living Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead, sort of establishing the zombie the zombie genre as as we have it. These movies are letdowns is a, is a gentle way of, of putting it. Um, and there are flaws, but there are interesting little nuggets in there. And in Fix a Flick, we have um, our guests uh, pitch us on how to fix the film um, to make it to take those little nuggets of good movie and, and sort of spread them around for the whole, to the whole piece. Yeah, it's a very road trip. Party. Oh yeah, the whole thing started as a, a road trip game that my co-host Peter and I would play um, when we were driving to Cincinnati um, uh, to fix the Star Wars films, 
the Star Wars prequels specifically, which is why we have a moratorium uh-huh. on the Star uh-huh. Wars movies. And the, we like no Star Wars films. We everyone yeah are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of this season and then to figure out what you guys are doing next. And yeah. uh, Connor, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for uh, having me, Rob. Thank you for editing this episode. It's edited by Connor Lynch, everyone. It'll be my pleasure. And uh, I'm going to sound so smart. <laughs> theme music's by Jeremy Siegel. And uh, if you would like to tweet about this episode, please use the hashtag... VPR OBS. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye, Rob. <laughs>